0: We'll be streaming live soon. Senhor, eu vejo mundo triste, de Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come into this moment of teaching and discipling, we ask your God that you will convict my brothers and my sisters, to pay attention. I ask you, God, that you will enter, uh, uh, come into the situation where they're in and prepare them for the words about to come from the Holy Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, amen. This is a series of Bible studies that deals with uh, the prophetic gifts in the life of a Christian. course in the life of jesus sometimes as you look at the scriptures for instance if you read uh, mark 14 61 65 again the high priest asked him are you messiah the son of the blessed one i am said jesus and you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one coming in the clouds of, of heaven and the high priest tore his clothing why do we need any more witnesses? He asked. You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him, condemned Jesus, as worthy of death. Then some began to spite spite at him. They blindfolded him, struck him with his, their fists, and said, "This is this, prophesy. And the guards took him and beat him. So Jesus' ministry is well known by the word prophesy. Now, when does the prophecy ends and prophesying takes over? Because prophesying in our Bible studies and what I've been sharing with you is is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, nothing to do with the prophet. And it's in 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, how do we then understand prophesying, prophesying according to 1 Corinthians 14, 3, it says edify, build, and comfort. And I mentioned Barnabas as one that had this powerful gift of edifying, building people, encouraging people, prophesying. Now Jesus prophesied the kingdom, and so you have the Old Testament the New Testament mashing together at the times of those three years and uh, three and a half years of the ministry of Jesus to where the prophet then was in the Old Testament and the prophesying took over in the life of the disciples, calling things that be not as though they were. But there's a mash, there's a there's a beginning. For instance, when you look at uh, when you look at uh, the, the ministry of Jesus, you're going to see him Speak a lot in 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 Matthew and Mark about the things to come. Well, that's that's a prophet, a prophet speaking, calling things that be not as though they were. began in the life of uh, of the disciples, and uh, as they begin to minister to the crowds. Now, I need to make a difference with you, so you understand this: that in the Old Testament, the prophets for Told, foretold the future, foretelling the future. They they would speak of what's going to happen in the future. Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, Ezekiel, just to number a few of the major prophets. But in the New Testament, it changes the direction of it toward foretelling the future. Who was the last prophet in the Bible? Samuel was the last prophet, but there are new new people coming in the New Testament, and they and they minister, telling people about the kingdom of God. And so the difference between foretelling and forthtelling foretelling is the prophets. Foretelling are you and I, the Christians of today. Of course, the the it's a gift. So remember that it needs to operate within the order and the balance and the parameters of the gifts. And you asked me, Rick, what are what are they? Well, uh, diversities of gifts, differences of ministry, uh, differences of the way it operates. And Paul explains that very much in First Corinthians twelve. Today, we're going to deal with. Uh, notifying, looking at the gifts of the Holy Spirit operating in the life of Jesus. And, of course, uh, I have some examples of that. But before I go, let me just say one more thing before we begin on the ministry of Jesus. When you look at the nine gifts, okay, at the nine gifts, Three of them relates to revelation. Three of them relates to power. Power gifts. Faith, working, miracles, gifts of healing. Three of them deals with vocal gifts. I know that some of you are writing down, so I'm slowing down a little bit. Three revelation gifts three power gifts, three vocal gifts. Now, I've been preaching and and teaching this for 40 years. And of course, you know that uh, it is important to us as Christians to understand this because we are at a time in the life of the world in America where demonic activity now has taken over. There's a great amount of false prophets speaking all kinds of things throughout the world. There are are divisions between denominations and and the, the, the church age is dying. And more than never before, the way the Holy Spirit operates in order to do the work of Jesus Christ needs to be understood and comprehended. And that's my call. That's what I'm supposed to do and I'm doing it. So let me add something. A special nature here to this nine gifts. There's one on the one gift in each group of three. One in the group of three: revelation, power, and of course, vocal. There's one of them who speaks toward the future. Now, you probably say, "What do you mean, Rick? uh, uh, What are you saying?" You see, since the prophet is not able anymore. There, there are prophets in the world today. I, I want you to know that. But the common Christian is the ones I'm referring to and preaching to and talking to. There is a way in which you don't have to be a prophet, but you can see and speak the future and in coming into being. And in the three gifts of revelation, word of wisdom is one of them. And so today I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to discuss Word of Wisdom in the sense of this future, looking at the future. Looking at, so in the ministry of Jesus, the first example is is Luke 22.10. By the way, not much activity in the gifts in the book of Matthew. Not much activity in the book of Mark, which I'm covering today. But when you begin dealing with Luke, Luke is very specific and there's a lot of activity of Jesus speaking things that be not as though they were now in the ministry of Jesus I have several examples of what he did and how he dealt with the future in the gift of wisdom which is a gift of revelation but has a propensity has a quality of dealing with future Okay, So Luke 22.10, he replied, Jesus replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters, and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished, Make preparations there. This is Jesus uh, and Bethpage or, or Bethany uh, preparing for for the Passover meal in which after that he's taken prison in Gethsemane and of course to the house of Caiaphas in the next morning he carries the cross. And so let's examine what Jesus is saying. He says, as you enter the city, which city he's talking about? Jerusalem a man carrying a jar of water will meet you usually women carry the water but this is this is a man carrying water follow him to the house he enters and say to the owner of the house the teacher asks where is the guest room that I may eat Passover with my disciples now is this something pre-prepared did Jesus went and made some several meetings and made agreements with everybody about his uh his Passover meal no He's calling into being. The word of wisdom here operates as a prophetic word out of the mouth of Jesus, speaking into being in the life of the ministry of Jesus, preparing for the Passover meal. One of the dangers of ministries that can totally alienate your personal ministry is that you allow someone to speak for you and follow you besides God, directly speaking to you directly. When you begin to deal with that and live that way, you bypass the personal revelation of the Holy Spirit to your personal life, and you begin putting the direction of your life in the head of somebody else. That's false prophecy. He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. So what is that? Uh, <coughs> what is that Jesus? It's nippy down here this morning, isn't it? What it whats Jesus is saying here? He's saying that I'm going to move in the power of the Holy Spirit just after that years in the future. Paul talks to Peter, Jesus, James, and John in Jerusalem, and they discussed what the Lord had said about this preparation. and they And they all agree that there is a gift of wisdom that deals toward the future that applies to this situation. Now, is that something that you could use in your personal life? Oh my goodness, ah, my God! You 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 be able to deal with all kinds of situations pertaining to your personal life, pertaining to your water bill, with, pertaining to your gas bill, pertaining to your health, pertaining to your car, pertaining to your refrigerator, pertaining to your job, pertaining to all kinds of things related to your church and your prayer life and your ministry, dealing with the Holy Spirit and the life of the church. Without it, the common Christian has no weapon because he's not a prophet. He has no call of a prophet. And a prophet is not something that comes overnight. It's something that comes in when you're about to go to heaven years before your death, God begin to use you. It takes a lot of a lot of call to be a prophet. it takes a lot of call a lot of detail to be a prophet and so what I'm saying to you is that in the life of jesus in the life of the disciples, this was great information okay let's go to another one it's john forty seven fifty one and this, 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 this situation here, which is the call of Nathaniel, it is a very well-known well situation because Philip comes in to meet Nathaniel and tell him, Philip found Nathaniel and told him, we have found one, one who Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Let's take a look. Take it slow. Because as you read scripture, if you don't uh, if you don't chew it in your mind and slow down the process of thinking, you're going to miss something. So Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Interesting. So so it it tells who Peter is. In the lineage of the apostles in the town where he lived. Is this previous and good information? Yes. Yeah, you're going to decide that he had four daughters that prophesied. It's very important. And so when you think about Philip, the guy had a sense of smell to find anointed people like anybody I've ever known. I mean, he just went to the to the road that leads to Gaza and and found the treasure of the Candace. Uh, uh, kingdom of Ethiopia and uh, and, and baptized him for salvation. Out of all the carriages passing by, he got into the right carriage as he was reading the book of Isaiah. You see, I know Philip. Philip will not miss a bit and he's about not to miss anything here right 100% on target. Philip found Nathaniel and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, who are we? <laughs> you need to know who are we here who 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 is who is Philip is talking about? well Andrew and Peter they were talking, they were walking, they were, they were together, and they heard about 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 the presence of Jesus, the son of Joseph. Now, Nazareth, it's a very small city, so Nazareth, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathaniel? In other words, I, I've, been to Nathan, I've been to Nazareth. There's not a single place to get a Coca-Cola. The place is isolated up somewhere up there. It's just not really anything that anybody would give any value to it. And Philip said, you come and see. I want you to meet this person. Now, notice the, uh, the command, the authority, the authority, the personality, the conviction of Philip referring to Jesus, come and see, come and see now when Jesus saw Nathaniel, oh, what a wonderful thing, what a wonderful thing. I mean it just amazes me when when Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, so Jesus saw Nathaniel actually moving toward him. <clears throat> Jesus entered and saw and uh, Jesus answered and said, I saw you' while you were still under the fig tree, before Philip called you. Even before the interaction of Philip, and and, and of course Peter, uh, and Andrew, and all the disciples that were in that situation, even before everything happened, Jesus had a vision. He saw Nathaniel, somewhere there, under a fig tree. Now remember, that the gifts of the Holy Spirit operates in the life of Jesus. And this is a clear example of the word of knowledge because it's past and present, never the future. Past and present. I saw back there, uh, when you were under the fig tree, back there, I saw it. So why did he see? It's because the Holy Spirit is putting emphasis in the life of Nathaniel. The Holy Spirit is speaking to Jesus that this man that he is about now to meet is an anointed man of God, full of the Holy Spirit and by the Holy Spirit, a gift to anybody who ever got to know Nathaniel. And look at this. Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. You know, (laughs) it took a while for Peter to say that in Caesarea Philippi. It, it took a time for James to finally realize that the one that, that he, his hands he touched after the resurrection, and he felt and saw the scars of the dagger that Jesus had at the cross. It took a while for James to believe that. And, but Nathaniel, is <laughs> Nathaniel has no doubt about it, no conversation to be discussed let's not be bothered let's not waste time you are the son of god you are the son of god oh what a wonderful thing i wish i i had it took a while it took 12 years of my life to confess that jesus christ is the son of god oh my goodness gracious rabbi you are the son of god you are the king of israel i have no doubt about that i want you all to know that i am the presence of God Almighty, you are the King of Israel now now before we go we go any further, remember when Jesus says, "You truly here truly is a Israelite in whom there is no deceit." Of course, you know that, that uh, that's, a, that's a discerning of spirits. He saw this man. As a pure man of God with no deceit in his life, he will not in no shape or form have guile in his life. so <clears throat> you now get to know Jesus now, because the word of wisdom is so powerful is so revealing, Jesus continues you look he, Rabbi, rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus could not go any further. He had to stop and say, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. (laughs) In other words, that's easy. I had a vision, Nathaniel. I had a vision. I saw you there on the fig tree taking a little break from the sun. I saw you. I mean, the Holy Spirit has been telling me about you. And I need to tell you, you will see greater things than that. That's nothing. He added, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Now, that happened with Elijah in the cave as the angels of God came in to restore him and give him something to eat. That happened with Jacob as he, as he wrestled with God. And that happened with Nathaniel. What is referring here? The ascending descending here in the angels of God in this exchange is during the ascension. As Jesus ascends, the angels engulf the Lord Jesus, and he moves toward eternity. Oh, hallelujah. Are we getting somewhere here? Let's go to Matthew chapter 24, verses 1 and 2 i'm sharing with you that the the gift of wisdom dealing toward the future is an important gift because it is a prophetic arm to the common person it's a prophetic arm to the common person look i tell the story of a of of, of a car that i have Uh, Going to Atlanta, it busted open, the engine just choked, couldn't drive, the smoke engulfed the whole car. I thought it was going to burn right on the highway. And the first thing that I did, I began to speak to that car. You have no right to do this to me, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you have no right to just... Show off and show up like this in the middle of nowhere. It's embarrassing. You should be ashamed of yourself. You line up with the word of God, and you will be able to drive me back home. I'm not going to let you ruin the day. Well, (laughs) I had water bottles all over the cars inside, five or six of them. I began feeding them, and every 15 minutes I would stop and cool the engine and drive again. I thought I had burned the gasket, the the, the the head gasket completely, it smelled terrible. It smelled smoke. I drove that way all the way to Juan over there on the uh, uh, on 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 the, on the place where I repair. Juan is a a Mexican business and they repair my cars. And, uh, and of course I went there, and uh, and he examined the car the next day and and told me that there was nothing wrong with the car. the 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 blazing is not burned. He changed a tube, there was a hot tube there, needed to be changed, and, and that was it. Now, I never spoke to a car before. I never began to buy myself in the, in Lawrenceville, Georgia on three sixteen, like a crazy man speaking to my car and reprimanding him for letting me down in the on a Sunday morning in the middle of nowhere. So what I'm saying to you <laughs> is that you might need to know that you can't call things that be not as though they were when you are by yourself in the middle of nowhere and nobody's going to come to help you. Now, you probably call and say, Rick, but you are a charismatic. That goes again. I drive a Ford. I'm not a charismatic. I'm a regular Christian. I'm just trying to fix things so I can operate properly. And so, praise the Lord. Amen. So, Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to the buildings. I mean, the monster buildings uh, were phenomenal. Do you see all these things? He yes. asked. Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. Everyone will be thrown down. As we examine the tunnel of the western wall, underneath, walking through that tunnel, we saw the size of the stones. Not one of them stayed on top of the other. It was totally destroyed. What I'm sharing with you is that Jesus is speaking to something that has not happened yet. Remember now that foretelling the future and foretelling the future, sometimes in the and the times of Jesus' matches because the kingdom of God is being introduced in the life of the disciples, in the life of the church. And the prophets are silent because after 400 years between the Old Testament and New Testament, the prophets become silent. Samuel was the last one. David dynasty lasted 400 years. And then he says, 400 years of silence. And then, and then the dance begins. Let's go to Matthew 26, to 34. Truly I tell you, answered Jesus, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. All, and, and all the other disciples did the same. And of course, he's saying, You will disown me. He's speaking to the future, he's prophesying. Amen. How about Mark one two uh, verses one to twelve? I don't think I This is about the time when Jesus entered Capernaum and the paralyzed man came and there was no space for him. They put him on top of the top of the Peter's house and made a, a, a place, a way to lower the body down where the in the room where Jesus was. And the scripture here says which is easier which is easier to say to this paralyzed man your sins are forgiven or get up take your mat and walk so to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins he said I tell you take your mat walk and get up and and he walked in the full view of them all where is the prophetic here Jesus immediately knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts and said to them, so the the exchange between Jesus and the and, 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 and the the scribes and Pharisees was one way. they were there and Jesus is in the spirit moving in the future into their brain to see what they're thinking. Does the Holy Spirit reveal what people think? Oh yes. There's an unction. There's a presence. There's a moment in which you know that God is invading the meeting and he wants to do something else. I have many instances of that. You know, I, I, I'm an evangelist and I travel to churches and preach everywhere. And, I, and the Lord in Brazil told me to, to make an invitation. The problem was the invitation, uh, the group is in the bathroom. We just came out of the bus. And there's no praise and worship yet. But the church is packed. And the boys up in the sound system are trying to tune their guitars. And the Lord said to me, make an invitation. So I got up real quick, went to the microphone and ladies and gentlemen, I have to interrupt a little bit. Please, be, let's be quiet back here. I want to make an invitation. And the altar packed with people. Now, who told me to make an invitation to a bunch of people that uh, wasn't ready to begin the worship? The Holy Spirit did, the Word of, word of, word of Wisdom. If you do this, I'm going to save a bunch. And before, not a single note out of any guitars or, or the piano. God saved twenty, fifty people. I don't remember, but it's a lot of people. God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that the word of wisdom, Lord, in the heart of these will continue to grow and prosper. Make them believe, God, that things that be not as though they were according to the word of God in Romans in Romans, in four seventeen, it's not a simple, simple, simple verse. God, it is an announcement that as you preach, you can be interrupted by a word of wisdom, which will change the nature of the whole meeting. In Jesus, we pray. Amen. I ask you, God, this, this moment in my life, in the life of, of our RBM, that you will seal the hearts of those who about heard this message, that they will take it, Lord, verbatim in their hearts, and that they will learn that there is a way to do kingdom more powerful than ever before. In Jesus I pray. Amen.